G'day gentlemen, this is video number seven in our series on breaking habits around pornography. I want to speak to one main way that we can do this. One main way I think is that the biggest of temptations and problems for, for men and especially young men uh, in this fight. And then we'll close out with some very practical ways to feed the flesh and uh, feed the spirit and starve the flesh. This is idleness. The great sin of idleness. This is probably the most subtle and the most pernicious of sins among young men. And it is the most overlooked as it pertains to pornography and sexual sin. The sin of idleness is often not spoken about because there's so many excuses for idleness. Idleness, of course, is the sin of, of, of being lazy, of doing very little with our lives, not being productive, not being workers, not being energetic on what God has given us to do, filling our life with productivity. Idle is, of course, the, the word that we use in, say, driving, when you're, you're sitting on the spot and the engine's running, but you're not moving anywhere, you're idling. It's basically you've parked your life in neutral. You're not making advances to the kingdom. You're not making advances in your work. You're not making advances in your uh, relationship with a woman. You're not making advances with family. You're just sitting in neutral year after year, month after month. You're doing nothing, moving nowhere. Often it's just seen as a personality trait or excused as a mental uh, 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 dip but it is, in fact, sin. This is the, the sin that led to David's great adultery with Bathsheba. Idleness, not doing what he should have been doing and being lazy is what led to that great sin. You can go and look up. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, it tells us the dreadful tale of David's adultery. It starts out with saying, in the springtime, when the kings went off to war, David sent Joab, his general, and David stayed in Jerusalem. The time he was supposed to be busy defending his borders, waging war, he was at home, resting in Jerusalem, while all of the men went off to get busy. And then David got busy in all the wrong ways. It says that he wrote when it was late in the evening, he rose up from his couch and he went for a nice little stroll on the king's roof and that's where he saw the naked woman Bathsheba. Now, David lived in his day and age. David lived in Jerusalem. He knew the customs of his day. There's no room for making an excuse here that he didn't know that somebody would be bathing on the roof. That was the practice of the day, he knew it. He knew what time it was. He knew where he lived, what views he had, and he went for a walk, giving an excuse for his own temptation, but just going a little bit further each time. He should have been in the battle. He wasn't. He was at home. He should have been doing something productive, but he was lazing on the couch while his men were fighting and bleeding and dying. He should have been doing something else productive, getting up from his couch, but instead he got up and went for a lazy stroll and he looked, and he lusted, and then he raped Bathsheba. Idleness is what started that out. And you will find that the, the worst of pornographic 
uh, uh, sins, the worst of sexual temptations or other temptations, but for men it's particularly sexual, happen when you're being idle. Because you have all of this energy to exert, and God has designed it. Your testosterone is used in hard work, breaking a sweat, tearing your muscles in order to be healed back up again. That hard work, early hours, late nights, serving people, heavy lifting, whatever it is, that keeps at bay your, your sexual uh, energy to ju- to that, that, that burns within you. The busier you are, the less you're thinking about sexual temptations because your mind's on certain things. The less energy you have spared to just go and, and masturbate over something because your energy is used up in productive things. Idleness leads to sexual sin. Spurgeon said, The most likely man to go to hell is the man who has nothing to do on earth. Idle people, Spurgeon said, idle people tempt the devil to tempt them. When you're doing nothing, when you're being lazy, when you're not pursuing a job, when you have hours at a time, you sit there gaming or scrolling through social media or, or uh, surfing the web, sitting on your couch. If you're doing that, you are waving an enormous flag, painting a huge target for the devil to come and tempt you because you don't have anything to do. You don't have anywhere to be. You don't have anyone to see. You just have you and your fat, muscly flesh that is well-fed ready to kill you. Idleness feeds sexual sin. J.C. Ryle, who wrote in the 1800s, he was an Anglican minister, he said, truly, I believe that idleness has led to more sin than almost any other habit that could be named. I suspect it is the mother of many sins of the flesh, the mother of adultery, sexual immorality, drunkenness, and many other deeds of darkness that I do not have time to name. Let your own conscience say whether I speak the truth or not. You once were idle, and immediately the devil knocked at the door and came right on in. Gentlemen, idleness has to be cut out of your life so that you can be, uh, in a great measure, kept from feeding the flesh and giving huge opportunity for the devil to come and tempt you. Do not tempt him. He will bite. And so let's end out with some very, very practical things. Number one, fasting. In the the fight against sin, and especially sexual uh, sin that is so fleshly, fasting is a weapon from the Holy Spirit. Fasting is that uh, spiritual discipline where you put food aside for a certain amount of time so that you can spend extra time praying and less time feeding the Spirit. Uh, Sorry, feeding the flesh. More time feeding the spirit, less time feeding the flesh. What this gives you is practice at saying no to the very natural desires of your flesh. Remember, there's nothing wrong with sexual desire. It's good and God-given. You were given testosterone and libido and sexual drive, but it needs to be controlled. And you were given hunger, desire for good food, But controlling that is what keeps us from gluttony. And fasting increases our mental strength and fortitude to be able to control natural urges. 
So fasting, start with one day at a time. It'll be hard, 24 hours. The next week, move to two whole days. Maybe a fortnight later, do three days. Just juice and water it if you can handle it. It will help you to put to death the, and, and just say no to those natural fleshly desires that come up. You train yourself against them and strengthen your fortitude. Get some control over your body, gentlemen. Get some control. Fasting is good for that. And then, of course, while we're, we're starving the flesh, we also want to be feeding the spirit. And here's my very simple ways for doing that, that I know you've been waiting all video to hear. What does it mean to feed the spirit? What does it mean to walk in the spirit? Which means I won't be feeding and walking in the flesh. It is just very easy. Get busy doing the things that the New Testament commands us to do. Get busy doing them. And if you are not fully readily aware that as I say that you, you have a whole biblical understanding of what the Christian life is, how to live it, how to go and do it. Maybe you, you've listened through our whole biblical manhood series and a lot of it is new to you. Then uh, you're not ready to just go and do everything the New Testament tells you to do. But you need to have in your mindset, that's what feeding and walking by the Spirit means. But here's my very simple uh, uh, two-step program. Number one, be at church twice a Sunday. Find yourself in church, listening to the Word preached, singing with other people, having fellowship with other Christians, do that twice a Sunday. We have an AM service and a PM service of hope. That There's no reason that men addicted to pornography or falling into the sinful habits of pornography should be looking at their week and thinking, how can I let go of sin? How can I feed the spirit and come to some conclusion that while the saints are gathering, the words are going to be sung, the word is going to be preached, the word is going to be prayed, that you're not going to be here. If you claim, let me just say this in case it hasn't been controversial enough. Uh, if you're going to claim that you're fighting pornographic lusts and temptations and you're not coming to two services on a Sunday, don't hear legalism here. Here, here's how you walk by the Spirit. If you're not going to be there, then I just don't believe you that you really want to give up pornography. Here is God's given means of grace by which you are strengthened, by which you are encouraged, by which you are filled with the Spirit, and by which you are sent out strong against the devil and his armies throughout the week. The local church worship congregation. That is a means of grace. To say that you want to give up pornography, but you're only a morning service guy, or you're only an evening service guy, you know, 9.30 is super early for you to get up and get to church, I just don't believe that you are taking seriously the danger of idleness, the danger of pornography in your life. So you get to church twice a Sunday. It is the best place to be throughout the whole week. Uh, and, and secondly, serve somewhere on the church rosters and be relied upon. Again, this can sound like legalism. If you haven't heard all of my theology behind men's need for responsibility and need for productivity. If you're just hearing, get over it, get on the roster, everything will work out. That's going to be sound pretty legalistic. If you're hearing me in context of my theology of work and manhood, this is going to make a lot of sense. Men are not meant to be solo islands that don't rely on each other. 
Men thrive when they rely on each other and are relied on. You are going to do good for your spirit, your soul, your maturity, your manhood, as you get yourself into some kind of responsibility where you're bringing something to the table, doing something for the team, doing something for the church, and you're being relied upon, that is going to do good for you in waking you up from your sinful stupor of idleness and walking in the spirit. One of the things it does is when you don't feel like going to church, you need to because you're on a roster. Now, this doesn't mean that, uh, and don't hear me saying corn, corn addicts have free range to do anything at church and serve on any roster. I'm not. There's heaps of background, thankless jobs to be doing to serve the Lord Jesus. And that's where we need to start. So getting to church twice a Sunday, getting busy in the spirit twice a Sunday sets us up for a victorious week. It's not the be all and end all, but it is the beginning of the feeding of the spirit and drowning out and starving the flesh. Be serving in ways, being active in Christ's kingdom service so that he may support you. Pour out in service that he may fill you in prayer and along with other people who are calling on the Lord call out to God for strength. This is in 2 Timothy. He tells uh, Timothy to, to put to death your childish passions uh, and, and come to the Lord, calling on the Lord amongst other people who call on the Lord with a pure heart. As you get into uh, uh, that mindset, church is my family, church is my army, church is my community, you will be strengthened against the flesh. So in conclusion, Sow into the flesh, reap from the flesh. But if you sow into the spirit, you will reap from the spirit a great harvest of righteousness. Do all that you can to starve the flesh and feed the spiritual strength that God has given you. Rely on the Lord Jesus Christ. Be strengthened in the mercy and love of Jesus Christ. And I'll see you in the next video.